1: One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie.
0: Hi, welcome to Witch Please Radio. Uh, one of the things that uh, I talk about a lot on the show and don't often um, accomplish is going outside of Winnipeg and sort of branching out into all of the music communities in other cities, other towns, other communities, and there's so many of them, and every time I do I, I get excited because it's like, oh, this is something that's been happening often for a long time. Some of these artists have been, you know, performing in Brandon or Selkirk or, or Portage or wherever, and I just, being so Winnipeg-centric and so kind of stuck within the perimeter, don't really branch out and and so i think this is a good opportunity on this episode to talk about an event that happens um outside of winnipeg you know in one of the many other thriving manitoba music communities so i think that the best way to start this off is um if my guest wants to introduce himself and maybe give a bit of background because and we'll get into this but i know you've had a lot of involvement in, in winnipeg bands going going back a few decades now and that's where a lot of people might know you from but you've developed something interesting um after that life. So if you want to start off by introducing yourself and giving a bit of background, that'd be great.
1: Okay. Awesome to be here. Well, thanks, yeah, thanks uh, for coming here. Yeah. Um, long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, I'm Brendan Ehinger. Um, some people might remember me from such bands as The Vagiants or Bucko, or Mikimoto, Volume, Artificial Joy... Um, the list kind of goes on. Uh, yeah, I've been. I, I, I'm an ex-Winnipegger, an expat. Uh, I grew up in Sulkirk and started playing in bands in the uh, very early '90s. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just part of that's just part of the the story i sure. guess um, i'm not going to i'm not going to go into those unless you want to talk about any any particular bands we'll, we'll
0: but... see we may get to some of that yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah i'll i'll zoom ahead a little yeah, bit yeah. um so it, it, as the band kind of lifestyle sort of uh, wound down especially when my son was born i can relate uh, to that yeah, yeah uh, y- you kind of you kind of stop going out late and uh, and and stuff so i started making uh weird electronic music in my basement it was sort of like a like a progression from uh, the Mikimoto band days, okay, okay. um exploring synthesizers. And around 20, 2018, I kind of jumped into the world of modular synthesizers and, uh, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, sorry. I should backtrack a little bit more before that. Sure. Uh, in 2016, I moved to Brandon, uh, Manitoba and Brandon has a long, uh, history of being kind of a punk rock Mecca totally. for us, nineties uh, bands that, totally, grew up gigging around manitoba um what i found when i moved here is that uh that sort of dried up there there wasn't really a uh, an easy music scene to slide into when i moved to brandon at uh 45 or however old i was at the time so well that
0: doesn't help uh, either right because it's a you know usually breaking into a music scene you want to be 20 or 18 or something and
1: yeah, yeah exactly exactly and uh and that just wasn't in the cards when i got here but um as i said around uh When my son was born in 2013, I started exploring bedroom electronic music, you know, sitting in my headphones with a synthesizer in front of me and just making bleep bloop sounds and seeing where it took me. So after being in Brandon for a while, um, I kind of had this realization that I needed to sort of, um, get people out here so that I could have a bit of a scene, have a bit of a community and, uh, um... I mentioned I discovered I started jumping into the modular synthesizer world around 2018. And I just found that, uh, the online community in that world was so generous and, and, and like, uh, kind of, uh, cool to help me like learn, learn this new music making process and stuff like that. And, uh, And I saw the community in Manitoba building, uh, peers of mine in uh, Winnipeg, uh, uh, Yo Ali Khan, um, Chris Harder, uh, who goes by Bondegi, but has also been involved in so many bands over the years as well, Scott Clark. Um, and uh, in 2019, I decided to just invite a few of my buddies out to Brandon and set up a couple like. Low profile pop up gigs at a coffee shop, a bakery, the art gallery. Cool. Kind of worked my connections. Um, uh, got a local printer to print up some posters for free, and 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 made it seem bigger than it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and it worked out great. So so I decided to roll with it, and uh, uh, I intended on kind of doing a follow up to that uh, in 2020. And on a whim, not really a whim, but on, uh, encouragement from my partner, I, uh, applied for a, a, a grant through the Medical okay. Arts Council, uh, to try and, uh, do something with Prairie Wires, um, uh, because it was just this kind of flight of fancy, uh, uh passion project of mine, I guess you could yeah, say.
2: Yeah.
1: And I got the grant and then COVID happened and I had to sit on it for a long time. Um, but, uh. Uh, yeah, uh, September 12th marked the second, what is now, I'm thinking, a biannual uh, um, festival of electronic music and sound um, and art, and uh, Prairie Wears Modular, the idea was to do something that involved modular synthesis in every kind of uh, uh, presentation, so um, this year we had artists from Alberta, Saskatchewan, um, a visual artist from Yellowknife was involved. Um, a bunch of folks from Winnipeg came for it. There's a couple uh, local artists. Uh, I'm counting myself because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of modular scene here in Brandon. But uh, um, yeah, like the community, the community really came out and showed their support. And uh, it was an awesome, like, full day of uh, hanging out under the sun, um, finding shade where we could uh people set up their systems and we just uh um kind of kind of kind of networked and showed each other cool. what we were up to and then there were some performances in the afternoon and and this main stage show at night which had projections and yeah. uh like it was some really awesome kind of uh um awesomeness that happened. <laughs>
0: But it's great, especially in a, in a year like where the pandemic is just kind of winding down, too, right? I mean, there's still a lot of people who are hesitant to even go out to a show, or, or, or let alone play a show, right? So it's cool that you got yeah. a good response well, despite that.
1: Well, what I found, like, Brandon Brandon is a pretty chill town, yeah. uh, as far as that's concerned, and with some great resources. And I happened to get a weekend that the Riverbank Discovery Center um, in 2019... End of 2019, built a brand new um, amphitheater. Oh, nice stage. It's just it's, convenient. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess I could compare it in a in a way to the stage at the Forks. Like it's okay. just a. Uh, it's a bit smaller, but it's a big open air stage. Lots of uh, lots of room for people to space out in front, and uh, and it just it just became the perfect day and perfect venue for something like this because people were able to come and just feel like COVID safe and comfortable with interacting outdoors. Um, uh, You know, we paid attention to the protocols, but people have been wanting this. And that's, that was the response I was getting from artists. Like, thank you for doing this. It was so great to like, like come together in person. Some people had only met online, even within Winnipeg. And came and to, to, come this to this, and were and able to like, other. that's cool. Yeah, meet each other in person, and and hang out, and just yeah. nerd out.
0: things i wanted to ask you is because you're not the only person that i've met that i've had on the show who has gone from playing live music with traditional instruments i guess you want to call it to then you know become having getting in a bit of an obsession with synthesizers specifically yeah. modular synthesizers so what is what is the appeal to you like what kind of works for you with those th- that type of music
1: um i think they i, I think i've always really liked uh, like improvising within playing music when you're playing in bands and you're just jamming and and like going on and on, on a, on an idea and seeing where it takes you. uh, You know, that's how I mean, I'm not a um, traditional uh, music theory composer kind of thing where I sit down with notation and everything has to be written out and stuff. Uh, The bands I've been in, it's, it's always been like that. You just get together and jam and see where it takes you. And um, I guess what, when I, when I, discovered like the the magic box in the background there um, the the ability to customize the system so that you can create all of these sounds and then just kind of you know patch it up and set it free yeah like like it's 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 a very improvisational instrument in that regard the, you don't have presets you don't have prescribed like sounds and and yeah. and and ways to kind of uh put it together so that it's always the same every time it like like it's
0: not like pressing know, go on a, a casio and it plays a beat for you yeah exactly yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah, exactly i mean like there's modules that you can set things up like that but it, it's always a different journey when you get into it and you can just lose yourself in it it, it has that like jamming sort of uh um feeling to it yeah
0: like, yeah that, like, makes, that makes a lot of it, sense actually
1: yeah 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 and it's and there's an unpredictability uh with it that uh is like I say kind of like being in a room with somebody else like you can't control what the drummer's going to do sure. or the guitar player's going to do and it's like in a in a in a jam so it's it's there's a little bit of that going on
0: well, and you have, you know, you have experience playing in, in relatively loud bands, v- relatively energetic bands. I mean, you know, I think probably the first time I saw you play Anywhere Live would have been uh, seeing Bucko when I was, like, in my early teens, you know?
2: Right.
0: And so, um, I mean, that was an energetic band. The Giants obviously, were, were pretty, uh, a big stage show and a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is kind of the opposite of that. In that it's a solo thing. You're, you know... I like to just call it plugging things into a wall, which is sort of what it looks like sometimes, but it... well,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty boring to watch. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So how, how do, to you be make, honest. how do you make an event then like this where, where there are performances exciting, or is it the fact that everyone's yeah. so into this subject matter that they're,
1: they're, I think, I think like the way the, the event rolled out is, was in three sort of like sub events. Okay. So, um, there was the patch and tell, which is kind of like a, like a show and tell, uh, it was just the networking modular meetup kind of thing so sure. it, it was really just about kind of getting together and like like you said with this this kind of music it's it, it is very generally solo and very solitary and there's a lot of introverts in the scene so no doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah
1: like getting people to kind of come out of their shell and, and get together with with like-minded people was a really cool aspect of, of the event and and that was what the Patrentel, um portion was about okay. um, the second event was modular on the spot. Um, modular on the spot is a kind of a global phenomenon. Now it started in, I think around 2013, 2014 in California, Uh, a couple artists just pulled like a generator and their synths out into the desert and, uh, and, and played a impromptu kind of gig to whoever that showed up. And it's turned into this kind of idea of it being predominantly like a, Uh, an impromptu kind of modular picnic
2: Um,
1: but it sort of evolved and uh, like anything does really the only rules are that it's all module modular and it's all outside and it's all free (laughs) so so that was the afternoon it's it's like an open mic in a lot of ways so people were invited to just say yeah I'm gonna take a slot and uh, had six artists do that and then the evening show which was the main kind of curated concert in a lucky twist of fate, um, every artist, like every musician, uh, played with someone doing projections.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. That, that <laughs> would help project. for sure for the visual aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Matthew Cardinal um, from Edmonton was touring with uh, a media artist named Stephanie Kuz from Saskatoon. Okay. And uh, um, it just sort of uh, stemmed from there. Uh But that's, that was one of the ways to kind of make it more visually interesting, like, like, just by presenting a visual art aspect, along with the sound, like for the afternoon, it was really by the artist for the artists, yeah, the public yeah. was welcome to hang out and, and, and just, like, listen and zone out on the clouds or whatever they wanted to do. Uh But the evening was more of a spectacle by bringing that, that visual aspect to it. And I've noticed that is something that... uh I mean you must have watched a lot of live stream events over the over COVID. Like, sure, yeah, we're, absolutely. We're over COVID. yeah, we're we're so used to looking at screens now and, and associating like moving images on screens with the sound that we're hearing.
0: Definitely.
1: And I've seen with a lot of uh like modular synth live streams, they're doing exactly that. Like whether they're just setting up a camera over their system and you're looking at the blinking lights and the hands moving, you know, it's not about it's not about Seeing me like rocking out on it, and yeah, going nuts. Yeah. Like usually, you're just sitting there, like as you <laughs> said, plugging things into a wall. It's 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 really not an exciting thing. Um, so, yeah, it was a twist of fate that everybody had uh, uh, some sort of visual component to what they were doing, and it 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 really just threw it over the top, actually.
0: I've had, that's uh, great, great to hear. And I can, I imagine the visual there's, there's, there's room for the visuals to be improvised as well, depending on what yeah. art someone's making, right? There's, there's uh,
1: exactly. Yeah, I think go well together Two of the artists, Stephanie Coos, uh, from Saskatoon and, uh, Casey, uh, Casey Koisin. Uh, he's a yellow knife, indigenous, yellow knife, okay. interdisciplinary sound artist. Um, uh, he came to the festival, uh, by way of shotgun, Jimmy and leanne Zacharias, like uh uh Jimmy and Casey are in art school together at okay. uh u of m and uh it was just a connection that they made, and I was able to bring him on board and similarly him and stephanie like they both basically live mixed oh, cool. uh these video collages and like like just really um ethereal like imagery that meshed with the sound, yeah, perfectly. Um and similarly the other two artists, um uh Chris Harder, Bundeg, he teamed up with Forstein, uh for their set and uh Ernie Dolanowski from Saskatoon, uh essentially just had a plug in on his uh uh on his laptop with his system to okay. kind of like just kind of like a big fancy V U meter, it just like like iTunes visualizer kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, uh, so it was uh, everything sort of reacted and worked with the music really well in that way. It wasn't just like put a movie on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure would work too. I'm sure depending yeah. on who was performing and what the sound was, you could probably just put a movie on, depending right. on the movie, of course,
1: as well, right? Pink Floyd did it with uh, yeah, totally. Over the Rainbow. Totally. <laughs> Wizard uh, of Oz. <laughs>
0: So one of the things uh, that's kind of come up whenever I've talked to people about this sort of style of of music is that I don't think I get it. I I, I don't, like, and I say that just to because people have tried to show it to me and tried to explain to me how it works yeah. and I'm interested I'm definitely interested in it and but I'm not a gear person at all like when yeah. I played in bands I would use whatever guitar would sort of stay in tune no matter how broken it was I didn't know what brand my amp was any of that stuff and, and like I do not even know how to roll how to you know coil a, a, a guitar cord properly you know what I mean right. so like there's there's a degree I think of um, it looks like there's a bit of a barrier to entry and I might be wrong about this but as far as like I see a bunch of wires and a bunch of knobs and it just looks to it. me like I don't know what I'm doing. What is this? It's cool to watch people doing it who know how to, manip- yeah. how to manipulate the sounds, but for me, there's this instant roadblock that comes up. Like, what? What is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely um, a format for the gear nerds.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, like, that's really what it is. Is 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 just this fascination with the uh, with the technology of it for me, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean. The fact that it makes sound is is is, is even better. I even, even through my punk rock days and stuff like that. You know, I I I worked in record stores for years, and through that was just exposed to so much music that, like, like your hardcore punks might say, "Oh, I have a look to listening to that for," and then you're like, "Uh, the electronic music is like, oh, what do you go to those punk shows yeah, for?" Yeah. It's like, hair metal guys are like, "What? What do you like?" death metal for (laughs) it's just like you can't yeah Yeah. yeah, and and my whole life I've always just like I've just liked music yeah and I've been influenced by so many different genres and stuff like that um uh like I say sonically I don't exactly know what the appeal is specifically about uh about the bleep bloops (laughs) um I mean there's there's stuff that I listen to that's that's Crap. Like, sure. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's every genre of music has crap and it it has great makes, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so it's kind of like that with me. Um, well,
0: just to maybe this, rewind a bit yeah. here, like, when I say I don't understand it, one thing I do, even though I, I don't see myself ever making this kind of music, I respect yeah. the hell out of the, um, the DIY ness of it all. I mean, it, 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 there seems to be such a strong community of people and it seems to be all collaborative and all helping each other out. And it gives me that kind of punk rock scene vibe, even though it's sonically very different.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's something I've seen, like a very po- politically progressive kind of sure. crowd of people, uh, mostly as well. Like, I mean, um, like community is definitely an aspect of it, and um, I like to I like to describe the the modular synthesizer, the the Eurorack, the like this kind of uh, music in particular uh, as kind of like the Venn diagram of Art, music, and technology.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because it's 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 sort of somewhere in the middle. Like there's there's uh, there's definitely a musicality in a lot of cases to it, but um, it's not like traditional songs yeah. in many ways. And even like if, it, like uh, Robert Alexander, who came out to the festival, is an incredible like house techno producer, okay. and he did a set all on modular. It was just a snippet, like what what he's capable of, and um, listening to him play like uh, f- fascinated me because because he had definite like movements through his, his through his uh, his track yeah. and uh, and like reminiscent of verse chorus verse chorus bridge yada. which is probably of unheard like,
0: of for for most of what you guys are doing, right?
1: Well, it's not unheard of. It's just it's just really uh, uh, you got to be really comfortable with your instrument to get there. Like sure. I'm I'm trying to figure out um, how I can play covers on this thing to be honest right now. Um, and you know, I see some things that uh, that are really pleasing to me that are just that ambient meandering, yeah, generative kind of cloud of sound. And then I'm seeing people that are doing like precise um, arrangements, um, often with like some external sequencing gear and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, sometimes within the system itself, and and it's just like I, I I guess the fascination comes from that is like this this sort of never ending possibility of like what things can sound like. Scott Clark had parts of his set that were like sounding like Rush meets industrial music yeah. kind of thing. Like, like, like hard rock on the, on, on the muzzler And then like, um, yeah, it's just like, I I've yet to hear two artists. Well, actually this is a lie because there's lots of, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's lots of stuff that sounds kind of the samey, samey, but like, um, like it's, it's, it's very broad. The genres that are coming being represented with this kind of form, and then like historically, I guess there's you know you got your switched on Bach and uh, um, like musique concrète sure. producers that like you know worked a lot with tape and stuff like that, but uh, um, bringing electronics into uh, into sound creation in the early '60s and stuff was a completely different yeah, world.
0: Yeah, it's just the equipment you have, potential possibility to have at your disposal, and the size of it and everything has got to be radically uh-huh. different now. Yeah, what is the? Um, I mean, I, first of all, it's awesome that you managed to make the festival work this year, obviously with with COVID and everything else happening. Yeah, how do you sort of one up that now? Hopefully, this situation is right, not going to last for another year or two. Right. I hope anyway. So are there like, are there big names in the community that you'd like to bring in that, that would be sort of worthwhile to, to, for people to pick oh, their I, brains or, or to perform?
1: I think, I think there would be, um, like both international and, and, and Canadian names that would be kind of amazing to have, yeah. like as a, as a anchor performer. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind being in Manitoba is Venetian snares. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, he did, uh, um uh oh, now I now I'm blanking on the album but he did, he, he did a whole modular synth album re- recently. Okay. Um with the dots on the cover. Well
0: he he's, he's probably the highest profile uh, electronic artist from Manitoba I would think right at this point. Oh yeah.
1: I I think at this point for sure. Yeah. Um um you know people were kind of joking with me about like oh you, you get Suzanne Ciani uh to, to come to Manitoba for this or like scanner, or Richard Devine, or something like that. Um, uh, Look, Mum, no computer. I don't know if you've ever I looked it's those videos one. up. Oh, yeah, it's it, he's pretty brilliant. He builds his own systems. He's got his own format and uh, does crazy stuff with Furbies.
0: Oh well, wow. <laughs> <That's laughs> doesn't be fun uh, to watch at least. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, He's a he's like a hacker and stuff like that. But um, I think that is kind of, in many ways, what the what the next step is to one up it is to try and try and swing it so that I can bring kind of an international presence to it yeah. and make it less about when I started when I started it my thought process was that you know there there are these little pocket communities in Brandon in Regina in Alberta yeah and you know you you go out east Toronto and Montreal have their own Kind of world going on, and there's like lots of activity. Like the bigger, the bigger metropo- m- metropolitan areas, just have stronger scenes for anything. This kind of for anything, for I guess, right? of, for anything really, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, one thing I've always loved about Winnipeg is how, um, through necessity, all of the different uh, um, kind of areas of art kind of came together. So like musicians very and theater yeah. folk yeah. and dance and. Uh, and uh like visual arts and stuff like that like the scenes are all just intermingled totally um, but yeah like the idea was like let's just kind of create a hub where prairie musicians can kind of gather every, once a year or every couple of years yeah. and like and 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 nerd out on the modular stuff and and it would be like you know being in Toronto and being able to go to the monthly meetups and or being in Vancouver or whatever
0: with and then it's sort plane, of yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah so it was just this idea of like creating like a place for the Prairie community to kind of like uh, potentially recognize, but now it's kind of like yeah maybe it's just a festival that is on the prairies, yeah and you know I, I'm I did other like small online productions over the course of the years like a drone couple drone day events okay. um i did a live stream concert series called uh quiet concerts that uh during the pandemic like it was supposed to be a a headphone concert at the library oh
2: yeah
1: okay. yeah uh inspired by the bring your own headphones concerts that happen in winnipeg at the yeah. goodwill but yeah uh, um yeah i mean i've got this i've just got this bug now of like producing producing shows and events that uh I kind of always had. I mean, I've done put on shows at the West End. I've put on
0: different types at the Albert, comes, this is but different types. Yeah, I
1: mean, this was so much different. So it's yeah, it really can only step up or yeah. just disappear. If that's well, hopefully,
0: the, hopefully it's the former rather than the latter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. So, um, and I mean, Brandon is but one city and one region in the prairies. Like yeah, it, it as as an organizer, I I could see doing it in other areas whether it's in the cities like in winnipeg or regina yeah. or going out to riding mountain national park as an example or like spruce woods or like
0: that'll be like, cool that'd be a cool like, venue for yeah, yeah like
1: yeah. like kind of creating a uh dare i say folk festy vibe but without without the folk festy vibe
0: with the different kind of hippies <laughs> electronic hippies yeah yeah well
1: you know there, there there's already festivals for the electronic hippies right yeah that's
2: true that's very true <laughs>
0: With your own stuff, have you recorded yeah. any of this? Is, or is this just a, basically an experimental project? Are you trying to get some of
1: your music out there? Um, you know, I, I haven't started doing any like kind of recording, but uh, I have actually been getting some opportunities to perform live. Okay. Um, it's It's been so weird moving to Brandon, and I don't know if it's just because of the time in my life and stuff, but um, kind of moving to Brandon and exploring this has, has created some... New opportunities for me, I guess. Um, Brandon has a pretty um, small creative community.
0: Yeah, well, it's a small um, city. Just it's a small city, a small, city
1: small creative community. We have we have an art gallery, um, and we have a school of music and yeah, a visual art department at the university. Yeah. So my my immediate network. Has become people around that, so okay. I'm friends with uh, some of the some of the music professors, some of the art professors, people that work at the art gallery. Um, and by accessing that, like like it's just it's just kind of like <laughs> It sort of created weird opportunities that I wasn't getting in Winnipeg uh, to perform
2: hmm. improvisational.
1: I like that. So I so I played a couple gigs at the art gallery. Um, I've been collaborating with one of the. Uh, with a professor of low brass, Doctor Aaron Wilson, at the at the university here. Oh,
2: okay.
1: um, uh, cool. And we've actually got a gig coming up on October fifteenth. That uh, um, trying to figure out what we're going to do, combining trombone and, and synth uh, effects and synth. Yeah, <laughs> and and we've done it before. Uh, Prairie, Prairie Wars twenty nineteen, we kind of dabbled dabbled a bit in that, and uh, um, yeah, it's just it's just I I, I I'm I'm kind of at an impasse as far as like like where I'm moving with my own music and art um but i'm getting I'm getting ideas I'm, yeah. I'm I'm always creating and it's just uh like what is that outlet is it is it a live performance is it recording or working towards a recording and i've uh, yeah there's
0: it sounds like you're, you're 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 occupied though. You've you got you're making use of I, this, this new passion and, and, and finding ways to I, yeah.
1: Exactly, and I mean, care. I I think I think uh, um, by creating the festival in itself is kind of like a uh, a way of exploring that passion sure. and, and and participating in it in a different way. That's not just like that. That's not being the musician, or the artist, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. kind of similar to what I'm doing with this podcast in that I'm, I'm staying involved in the music community in a way that makes sense for me, you know, not yeah. that I haven't played in bands in 15 years or whatever. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I get it. I, I know the, I know the feeling. Um, yeah. so for people who are, are new to the festival and maybe this is their first time hearing about it and, and, or want to, you know, check it out and check out some of the artists around it. What's the best way to sort of get involved, um, going forward?
1: Uh, um, I mean, prairiewires.ca is the website, and uh, it's relatively up-to-date. Um, whenever there's an event going on, it'll be on the front page. Um, there's some videos that, uh, like, links to the YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Um, Instagram and uh, Facebook, at PrairieWires. Wires. Okay. Uh, all one word kind of thing. Um, uh, there's pages to follow. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a mailing list or anything like that at this point, but uh, you know, just following on it, following on social media and uh, and whatnot, I can like I'm always there to answer questions and um, when events are happening, like I I try and get the word out as much as I can.
0: Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.